The Bible Study Podcast, episode 674. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 29. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. We continue on the story of Genesis, especially the story at this point of Jacob. Jacob has just gotten his brother's blessing, cheated him out of it, we would have to say, and has run for his life because his brother Esau was just waiting for their father Isaac to die, and then he planned to kill his brother. He was a little pissed off. Jacob arrives at Padan Aram, Then Jacob continued on his journey and came to the land of the eastern peoples. There he saw a well in the open country with three flocks of sheep lying near it because the flocks were watered from that well. The stone over the mouth of the well was large. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone away from the well's mouth and water the sheep. Then they would roll the stone to its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob asked the shepherds, my brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they replied. He said to them, Do you know Laban, Nahor's grandson? Yes, we know him, they answered. Then Jacob asked them, Is he well? Yes, he is, they said. And here comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. Look, he said, the sun is still high. It is not time for the flocks to be gathered. Water the sheep and take them back to pasture. We can't, they replied, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone has been rolled away from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the sheep. While he was talking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd. When Jacob saw Rachel, daughter of his uncle Laban, and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. He told Rachel that he was a relative of her father and a son of Rebekah. So she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he hurried to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his home. And there Jacob told him all these things. Then Laban said to him, You are my own flesh and blood. Jacob marries Leah and Rachel. After Jacob had stayed with him for a whole month, Laban said to him, Just because you are a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you for seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It's better that I give her to you than some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, and they seemed like only a few days because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife. My time is completed, and I want to make love to her. So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. But when the evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Laban replied, It is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, then we will give you the younger one also in return for another seven years of work. And Jacob did so. He finished the week with Leah, and then Laban gave his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her attendant. 
Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. He worked for Laban another seven years. Jacob's children. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery, surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, she gave me this one too, so she named him Simeon. Again she conceived, and when she gave birth to another son, she said, Now at last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So he was named Levi. She conceived again, and when she gave birth, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. And and first, the four sons of Leah are Reuben, which sounds like the Hebrew for, He has seen my misery. The name means to see or a son. And Simeon probably means one who hears. And Levi sounds like and may be derived from the Hebrew for attached. And Judah sounds like and may be derived from the Hebrew for praise. So we have this situation where the deceiver is deceived. He escapes from his brother. He goes to his uncle. He's going to marry his cousins, which is more common at the time. His uncle nicely says, you don't have to work for me for free just because you're a relative, just because you're a nephew. And so what do you want your wages to be? And he says, I'm in love with your daughter. He specifies which one. So there's really no excuse here. And says, I'm in love with Rachel. I will work for you for seven years. Apparently, Jacob's uncle knows at the time that there is some sort of unwritten rule here that he's not going to give away his younger daughter before his older daughter. And he might have brought it up at the time. Really, he had seven years for it to come up in conversation. Oh, Jacob, did I mention? But he does not. And so we see the deceiver being deceived here by his uncle. And so he works for the seven years. They have a big party. I'm guessing there was wine or whatever alcohol was involved because Jacob wakes up and it says, and there was layup. He is uncle has tricked him into marrying the other daughter. And he has already slept with the other daughter at no time deciding that this wasn't the right girl. We need better lighting, we need fewer veils, and we probably need a whole lot less drink because he has now married the wrong daughter. And I don't think this happens all that often these days. Although my wife did not want to wear a veil to make sure that I got the right one. And so his uncle says, oh yeah, you know, didn't I mention... Yeah, there's a rule here. We don't do that. And so he could have just said seven years ago, oh, no, sorry, I have to marry off Leah first. And maybe Jacob could have said, well, I got a friend, or maybe we could have figured something else out. But now he's trapped his older daughter in a loveless marriage. And we know it's a loveless marriage because she has four sons. These four sons' names should sound familiar because these are four of the 12 tribes of Israel. That this woman who... The only thing negative ever said against her is that she has bad eyesight or poor, weak eyes, is going to bear one-third of the 12 tribes of Israel. So she does very well, but every time she has a child, she names him something like, maybe he'll love me now, which is not a happy thought. And so there's this tension that has going to be starting between these two sisters brought on by their father. 
their father who has trapped his older daughter in a loveless marriage. And we're going to see this tension for the next at least dozen chapters into the story of Joseph. And so we're setting up the problem here that's going to happen with the story of Joseph right here at the beginning of Jacob and his two wives, Rachel and Leah, who are sisters who may have had a wonderful relationship, but now they're married to the same man and there's some tension, all caused by their father. So, you know, what screwed up Thanksgiving dinners we're going to have in this family. And so Jacob cheats his brother, his uncle cheats him. We're going to see next week he's going to cheat his uncle, or at least he's going to play a trick on him that I don't understand, but we'll talk about that later. So again, some very difficult family reunions, some very difficult Thanksgiving dinners, except, of course, they didn't have Thanksgiving. But this is the start of the 12 tribes of Israel. Jacob will get another name later. We'll see that story, but that's going to be a little ways from now. And so it all starts in this very odd fashion. Again, one of the themes I pick up from Genesis is that God works in odd ways sometimes. He's working with scheming, conniving people, and he's working with people who aren't perfect. And so if he can work with them, he can certainly work with us as well in and through us as well. And that's one of the things I take away from this story because we're just starting really the story of Jacob and his family. And it's going to be a little tough. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.